I'm sitting with Jim Collins. He's the CEO of a company called Pictage down in Torrance, California, Los Angeles area. And uh, he's agreed to sit down with me for a couple minutes to tell me about what he's doing now that he's taken the reins of the company and uh, has taken it in new directions. Thanks for uh, sitting down with me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm agreed to makes it sound like I'm some like big important guy. Well, you know, I got this call that you wanted to come in and talk to me, and I was like, "Really? Are you kidding? That would be awesome. I'd love that." That's a little, you know, the capital CEO in your title. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. You know, I always tell my kids that uh, that should really be something more like HCIC. You know, like head cheese bag in charge or. <laughs> Uh, one of my previous titles was CMO. I told him that was Chief Marauding Officer. Nice. You know, they, nice. They, I've never really been a big fan of, of titles um, because to me, uh, you know, okay, I'm the CEO. I guess that what that really basically means is that the responsibility for uh, the success or failure of the organization sort of falls on my desk. Yeah. And I take that pretty seriously because... You know, obviously we have shareholders, and and I work for the shareholders. That's yeah. that's really my job. But really, uh, the way I see the world, I'm here to really service the organization. I, yeah. I I've always seen kind of an upside down organizational structure where my job is really to make it easier for the people who work for me to do their job. And their job is to figure out how to do a great job of serving our customers. And you know, so yeah, don't let that whole CEO thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate label. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. All right, so so uh, a lot of the this week in photography audience may not have heard of Pictage. Yeah. So let's start there. What what is Pictage? What's what it's all? What is it all about? Yeah, Pictage is a service organization for professional photographers. Uh, the company's products and services are, are essentially all of the things that photographers have to do outside of shooting. So. Uh, if you are a, a professional photographer, you can uh, sign up for Pictage. Once you've shot your event, you upload the event into our environment, notify your customer that the event is online. They can then go in, look at all their pictures you know, in, in a Pictage online galleries, choose pictures that they want, and then depending on whether you want us to actually print the uh, uh, pictures here, we can do that. We have our own professional lab internally, um, or you can you work with your own professional labs. Depending on what kind of event it is, there may be albums that that uh, people need. We can help you with that uh, by either designing, assembling, and printing the albums, or just telling you that your customer wants to buy an album. Right. Um, and then obviously, finally, uh, we will let guests if it, if the event is a wedding or a bar or bat mitzvah. Uh, or a quinceanera or something like that where there's a lot of people who come mm -hmm. uh, and we'll let the guests of the event know that the event is online they can actually buy uh, photographs and other products from the event as well so then you handle that whole back-end right piece for the photographer so um, right. you I, actually say that better than I did I, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I need to work on my uh, one minute you know pictage pitch a little don't I you know just play, with, <laughs> play with Twitter and yeah uh, you'll be <laughs> exactly how do I get this in what is it 60 characters 140 <laughs> <laughs> How do I get this down to 140? So it's the back end for the photographer, so they can they can shoot and they dump everything on you guys, and you can do as much or as little as they want. That's yeah, and I think and I think that's an interesting point. You know, one of the I think big misconceptions uh, about Pictage is that you know there's sort of an all or none 
thing choice you make as a photographer. Yeah. And the company's really made big a, a, a big effort to make it really not that way. We understand that our our customers are artists. Yeah. And they want to do things their own way, and we want to give them the ability to do things their own way. So literally everything we do, customers can turn on or turn off according to their preference. Wow. So, okay, so they can integrate you, photographers can integrate the service into their own workflow and have it not take over their entire workflow if they don't want it. That's right. Okay, that's cool. So then, okay, so Pictage, compare and contrast Pictage today where you guys are right now compared to where you were before you joined the company let's say 18 months or so ago yeah well i i i, uh, I joined the company in march mm-hmm. uh so you know i mean may, maybe it helps to sort of understand that that um you know i actually pursued this job mm-hmm. um I was uh, I was actually a CEO of another company and and was pretty happy there. But I heard about this job and from the really from the minute I heard about it until the day I was hired and and you know obviously ever since then this is the thing that I've that I decided the day that I heard about it this is the thing that I kind of felt like I was born to do. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what was attractive to me about Pictage is this whole idea of we could really, if, if we do what we do right, we can actually make it possible for people to chase their dream, right? If you're going to be a professional photographer, you're not going to go be a professional photographer because you want to be in business. Mm-hmm. You're going to go be a professional photographer because you're passionate about photography, you're passionate about your art, you've got a vision, you've got a personality. There's, there's something about you that drives you to do that, right? Yeah. And, and so you chase it, and it's a dream, and it's not easy, man, it, and, and as you well know, it, it yeah. can be brutal, yeah. right? It can. And uh, uh, you need help. If you're really going to succeed in this business, you need help. Yeah. This company could provide that help, and I kind of saw that when I was uh, first looking at the job. To me, that was what was really interesting. We could potentially be, you know, almost like a success factory, if you yeah. will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. And so, um, you know, then I kind of dug in. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to chase this job. So I did a bunch of online research, and and I was uh, really interested in what I was reading because what I was reading was, you know, there's a lot of, you know, pardon the expression, there's a lot of vitriol. There's a lot of uh, hate, you know, out there. Well, hate is hate is interesting to me because hate is passion. Yeah. And if people could sort of passionately hate, in, in my mind, they might be able to passionately love too. Yeah. And, uh, um, and when, I, when I was kind of digging into what the issues were that seemed like they were driving that, they, were, they looked like issues to me that were fixable. It looked to me from the outside like the company had sort of decided that it knew better than its customers. And if it's and, and if its customers did things the way the company wanted its customers to do things, then their customers would succeed. And if they didn't, tough, right. you know. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of antithetical to the way I see the world. The way I see the world, the the customer defines their own path to success, and our job is to figure out how to support them. Yeah. And so I think the big difference between the company today and the company when I started is that the people in the company, I think, are seeing the world more that way. Mm-hmm. They, I think, uh, I think 
without wanting to say that you know I came in and changed the personality of the company, um, I let the people here go do the job they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you when took they up, took off the ankle weight, that's right. I took off the handcuffs yeah. and I said, "You guys, you guys talk to customers all the time." Mm-hmm. I mean, our average customer service rep, you know, talks to somewhere between twenty and thirty photographers a day. Wow. So they talk to customers all the time. They know what the customer wants, and so what we have to do in the company is we have to listen to them. We have to hear what customers are saying to them. And we have to respond to that with products and services that match those customer requirements. And I think what's happened internally is that the people who work here know that the guy sitting in this office wants them to do that. Yeah, it almost sounds like, um, from what I've heard from you and the, and the the folks that work for you so far, is the change sounds sort of like going from an an Apple kind of mentality where. You know, they do these great things, but it's behind closed doors, and every now and then they pop forth with something amazing that you you didn't even know that you needed it, you know, and now you need it, you know, but they had some sort of insight behind closed doors to build this thing for you to more of a Google-type mentality where it's new, it's powerful, and you know that it's built on these really strong underpinnings, but it's relatively transparent so that they're doing cool things, and the people that work there, you know that they're out for you, and they're doing cool stuff, and it's not, you don't have the iron curtain between you and the customer. Yeah, I think I think the key, the key word is transparency. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, I think for Pictage to succeed, uh, we have to create a relationship with our customers that uh, where our customers know that we we want to hear from them we want to hear what's good mm-hmm. but really frankly more importantly we want to hear what's not so good yeah. I always tell people I'll, I'll pay you a penny for a compliment and ten dollars for a criticism yeah. and it sounds trite but the reason is because I can action a criticism mm-hmm. if I hear about a problem then I can solve it, not just for that customer, but then I can trace that problem back to its root and then solve it at that level so that other customers don't experience those problems. So many, in my experience, so many companies talk about that, Mm -hmm. but putting the organizational structure in place and empowering the organization in a way that lets that actually happen uh, is a whole different thing. And to me, quite frankly, that's the most fun in management. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah a penny for a compliment, ten dollars for a, a for criticism. But I would probably change that to be ten dollars for constructive criticism. Yeah, you because know you can get criticized <laughs> all day yeah, long. It's <laughs> it's it's funny. I I uh, I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't even want to dilute it that way. I think yeah. uh, you know people it, it, might it, say I don't like the orange in your logo. Okay, you, you know? know what I mean. <laughs> I want to hear that, you know. By the way, I'm not sure I like it either. So, you know, we're going to get along fine. I mean, it's, uh, um, uh, you know, what I have found is that the first time somebody gives you constructive feedback in the form of criticism, what they're really doing is testing you. Mm -hmm. If you respond, because by the way, they have to work to do that, right? Yeah. Um, If you respond, if you actually do something about what they say, then they will continue to do that. If you don't, they won't, and you die. Right. 
So well, that's a that's a dialogue, right? So yeah. You're talking about having an open and constant dialogue with your customers and actioning on the things that they say. Yeah. Um, Man, I think the internet is awesome, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so you now you've got Twitter, you've got Facebook, yeah. we've got you know, of course, the Pictage site and the forums and all that stuff. Yeah. How has that piece changed? You know, and and the the way that the company is interacting with the public going forward. Uh. I, I don't know how it's, that's a good question, I don't know how it's changed for the company. I know that my mentality of that is that I'm extremely exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give, our, our customers have my mobile phone number, not just like some weird mobile phone that, that you know, I keep locked away in a closet, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, except when I'm driving to work and back every day. Yeah. They have my actual mobile phone that sits on my bed stand at night. They, they have my mobile phone number. They have... Do they call? Uh, uh, I have got, I've gotten a couple calls, yeah. yeah but. but in both cases, I was glad I got the calls. Like there were situations where the customer really needed help. Mm-hmm. It was off hours, and uh, but but there was a time constraint to the help that they needed. And in both ca- cases, we were able to respond to the help that they needed in in the right way and get the right thing done and and do cool things. So I was really glad they called. By the That's way, in both cases, also caused me to kind of sit back and say. You know, for instance, why don't why isn't it possible for a customer in this kind of situation to report into us and say, "Hey, I got a problem." Yeah. Um, yeah. Why should they have to go all the way to the top? Exactly. In order to get exactly. get assistance. Yeah, but still, on the other side of that, the positive side of that, it's that's really interesting because it's it's when you look at it, people self police because yep. they'll say, "Well, really, should I break? Should I really use this magic bullet I have to call the CEO?" Because right, if I'm calling him all the time, he's gonna block my number, but. You know, uh, if I call him when something's really wrong, then you know he'll action on it. And if he picks up the phone, then I'm all good. Yep. So that's that's brilliant. I think we had a there was a visitor, Mr. Uh, Simon Anderson is floating outside the door there. Ladies and gentlemen, Simon Anderson. Hi everyone. Simon, you are the chief marketing officer of Pictage. That's right. All right. So Jim and I were just having a conversation about. Um, just social media in general and how the company has changed from before you guys got here to now and how Jim was saying that it's an ongoing conversation with before that he was saying it's an ongoing conversation with the customer and just keeping those lines of communication open instead of not just you know ignoring the bad stuff and, and keying in on the good stuff so on the marketing side mm. how, how does that affect you and the stuff that you're doing if it's if you are now if Pictage has gone from a, a relatively closed book and we'll open it when we feel like it to now we're an open book and we want to talk to you, we want to hear what you have to say, how does it change the marketing strategy? Well, I think you know clearly Pictage is going through a big transformation deliberately and any, any company in transformation, the best thing you can do is to be out there among your customers really understanding what their issues are because you know the fascinating thing is that the more we do that, Every single day, whenever I or Jim or any other team are talking to the customers through Twitter or through other social media directly, through the forums and so on, we're just getting these fantastic product ideas and enhancements. And so given that we are, you know, that, that is kind of the benefit of a new team is that you have the opportunity to transform. Mm-hmm. So now that we're going down this transformative path, it means that we're able to start really building in some very cool features into into the platform yep. and, and and prioritizing things in ways which the customers really want. So, yeah. you know, it's it's fantastic in that sense. Yeah, we you know, it's it's I talk to 
in an average day I'll have a phone conversation with probably you know three or four photographers mm -hmm. but I spend you know at at least an hour a day monitoring our own the pictage forum uh, which our photographers use it's a it's a closed forum so uh, it's it's not searchable and at first I thought that was a problem but since I've been here I've really come to understand that it's a real strength because they're very free. Our, our, our clients are very free to talk about their problems and their challenges. There's really funny stories, you know, yeah. of funny things that happened at different events or, you know, things like that. Um, there's stories that are very frustrating. There's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. And so I spent a lot of time on there um, interacting with them. I say, you're interacting, you're not, are you just lurking? Oh, in no, there no, 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 no. Taking uh, notes? You're no, uh, <laughs> no, any, any of our customers will be laughing right now that are, that are listening to this because, uh, no, I'm uh, frequently, uh, I've posted on everything from uh, the benefits and, you know, or challenges of using your Mark II for, to shoot video. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always sort of trepidatiously say, look, um, you know, I'm not really a photographer, but here's my experience, you yeah. know, when I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, to uh, uh, encouraging people to bitch about pictage on the forums. Um, uh, and because I like, I mean, again, that's just another way for them to communicate with us about um, how, how we're doing. Yeah. So it's another line of communication in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the best market research we could possibly do because. Uh, I can literally, I can go on Twitter and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. And, you know, 500 people will say, well, this is what I think about that, or this is what I think about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I was starting out in marketing and, you know, 20 years ago, if I wanted to do that, I'd go out and hire some market research firm and, you know, put together a survey and try and figure out how to do focus groups and, you know all that stuff, and, and these days you can the wealth of information you can develop quickly is great, but the only thing that really matters is what you do with it. Yes. Yeah, it's totally right. I mean, we we really have an attitude here of no fear, yeah. so don't be afraid of the feedback. Don't be afraid of the dialogue of the conversation. It's just a, it's an incredible benefit to us to be able to do that. Um, you know, I was telling the story about being at. at uh, at this event last night, the studio opening up in Northern California, and uh, just getting fantastic feedback from former Pictage customers who are now prepared to come back and have another look, and yeah. current Pictage photographers are just fantastic. So yeah, it's an evolution. Mm. So for the for the this week in photography audience, uh, we are going to cut this interview right now so that you guys can you can consider this a taste of the longer interview because we're going to continue talking about this stuff. Um, if you want to hear the full interview, uh, head over to the blog, twiblog.com, and we'll have the full interview in its entirety with both Jim Collins and Simon Anderson, the CEO and CMO, respectively, of this company. Um, so make sure you check it out over there. But for us, we're going to continue talking. <laughs> so we're going to edit that piece. We're going to edit that piece and um, put the full, I was telling Jim before you came in, we usually put about you know fifteen to twenty minutes of interview on the in the full stream that goes out right. to it's like uh, around two hundred thousand people. Per yeah, time. no, listen, yeah, yeah, it's great. So um, then the longer interview for long form interviews like this, unless it's something special, you know, like a holiday edition, it will go on the blog. So, right, perfect. So, so we can get the best of both worlds. Um, so there are a couple more questions. Sure, and I'll just bring it back in. 
Okay, so now continuing with the interview, um, a couple questions here on background. So you guys are in charge of arguably one of the most important photography companies, photography-related companies in the professional photographer space right now. Yeah, pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. <laughs> so what, what's your backgrounds in photography? Are you a hobbyist, passionate, you know, consumer of it? What, what, what's... Yeah, so um, this is funny. One of the other reasons that I pursued the job uh, is because I've been passionate about photography since my grandfather uh, put like a 1970 Pentax Asahi in my hands in his driveway when I was about 11 years old. And uh, to me, you know, the evolution of photography, uh, the things that you can do with, with, in particular, with modern, you know, digital photography uh, are just amazing. And, uh, but it's always been about, you know, can you capture that moment? Can you, whether you're doing it on a film and you couldn't see it, you know, it's funny, I was shooting a film camera the other day and... I had to keep resisting the temptation to look at the back of the camera. There's no <laughs> nothing there, you know. It's like, yeah. come on, dummy. There's nothing there, you know. Whether it's that or you know, even now with with modern digital, where you can see it right now, it's still about did you capture that moment? Did is it as beautiful on film as what you see? Sure. These days, of course, you can make it more beautiful than what you saw. Mm-hmm. But I think all I it's think a whole another controversy. True. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It's that that whole uh, you can't make a turd of you know whatever the exactly. whatever the original you can't polish a turd. Yeah. yeah, you can't polish a turd quote. Yeah. Um, but I, to me, it's I think almost all photographers would say you know if you could if you could just capture that perfect moment perfectly, uh, then that's really the dream, and it's the thing we all chase. So I've been doing that since I was like eleven years old. Awesome. Simon. And for me, I mean, I used to shoot uh, film SLR and uh, and then Nikon. I was a Nikon shooter. I'm now sort of trying to choose between Nikon and Canon. You know, uh-huh. I've been so write uh, to Simon at Simon at Pictage and tell him that you should use a Nikon <laughs> or a Canon. Right. Exactly, <laughs> totally. That's yeah, right. that, that, that's a great conversation. Right there. Exactly. So uh, so I've been a you know a hobbyist with with uh, with uh, photography for for some time I'm not a pro um, and uh, but I love the fact that I'm now working you know in the creative space yeah. with professionals who are creating incredible images Isn't it amazing some of the work that you yeah. guys must see coming through well I think I think that's the thing I think we both know enough about photography to know how incredibly stunningly beautiful some of this work is yeah. and uh, and and it, and we and by the way, we get to see it. We see it all the time because people post on our forum, and mm-hmm. you know we get. You can go in and, and look at the images and read the stories, and it's very hard not to get just captivated by that. Sure. And yeah. you know, two hours later, you're still sitting there looking at great, just unbelievably great stuff. Yeah, and I have a very strong commitment as well to being the best I can be. So you know, I was third shooter at a wedding a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I call it good. third shooter. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, they and, our clients would call it Uncle Bob. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> well, you were supposed I did to be there. <laughs> I had a D three hundred and you know seventy two hundred oh, uh, cool. lens and so on. So, um, so that's great. But the other thing that I think you know, in terms of background, that that from my perspective, um, I'm bringing to this company is that you know I had a career in venture capital for. Mm-hmm. 
five or six years, which is what brought me from Australia to the US to Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's all about helping passionate, visionary entrepreneurs, which I think that describes a pro photographer. You know, they are passionate and visionary. They're often stepping out of their traditional day job and looking to build a career in in that if they're earlier on in their career. And so being able to help them take that 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 vision and that passion and uh, and make it a reality. That's what Pictage is all about. Yeah. You know, that's we are here, in my opinion, in terms of where we want to go in future as well, to really be that partner, that team player with the photographer, yeah. to make things simpler, make things easier, make them look good, and ultimately drive economic benefits as well um, through e-commerce and marketing and and really being intelligent about how we offer those services. So. So that sort of venture capital background and then working with Jim at Affinity Internet, we were working with small businesses. So we, we really understand the, the fact that it takes a lot of courage to get out there. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage and, and commitment. And that's the other thing that I think is really important is, you know, we really respect what, what, uh, what the pros who are part of Pictage and part of the professional photography community are doing. Yeah. We, we absolutely respect it. So, okay, so here's a question. Um, rewinding back to before you guys came on, um, I had an interview with Jason Kiefer mm-hmm. on This Week in Photography, um, and we had a nice conversation about the business and just sort of the state of the wedding photography space from a business perspective, yep. and should photographers be considering throwing their hat into the ring right now? And this was around the beginning of the economic slowdown, you know? Well, yep. it, was, it was well underway, but it was... The, <laughs> what did he say then? <laughs> he, he, you know, he was very candid, and he said that uh, he wouldn't recommend it. He's like, yeah. you know, think twice about jumping in, you know, to becoming a professional photographer right now and making this your sole source of income. Um, so then, now we're today. We yeah. have new data. We have new administration, new economic things going on in the world, and a new uh, uh, management team here at Pictage. What do you guys say to that same question? Should photographers throw their head in? I think my answer has nothing to do with the economy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the difference between the people who find success in this space and the people who don't is their ability to translate their passion and their ability into the product that they deliver to their client. Uh, we were with, we were sitting with a professional photographer at lunch about a month ago, Jason Ayton, mm-hmm. um, Detroit-based photographer, phenomenal photographer. And uh, I said to Jason, we were at lunch. I said, "How do you measure success in an event?" And he said, "I was, I was expecting. Oh, I sell an album. I do this. I do that." Yeah. He said three referrals. And that really brought it all home to me. I, I, I heard that and I thought about, you know, well, what does that mean? You know, well, what it means is that he wants to do such a great job for that client. He wants them to have such a great experience. And he wants the people around them there to see them having that great experience and to appreciate it with them so that he's essentially perpetuating his business through his business. Sure. If you have that kind of passion and you have that kind of ability, then who am I to tell you that you should not chase this dream? But if you don't, if you don't have the passion to deal with the long, hard nights and the long days and the tough 
days when you're out there shooting somebody you actually may not like all that much mm -hmm. or somebody may not like you all that much if you don't have that passion if you're not willing to put in the time and energy to really master your craft so that you deliver a great product then for God's sakes do not jump into this because you think it's an easy way to make a buck because it's not right yeah that's a good question and I'll turn it to you Simon should photographers be jumping into this uh, or a better way to would, to position the question would be uh, cameras like you're about to find out have, mm. when you purchase your new Nikon. That <laughs> <laughs> cameras, <laughs> I love that. Cameras, cameras have come a long way, and right. uh, they require arguably less less technical knowledge to get a decent shot. Mm -hmm. You know, for people you know to look at it and say, "Hey, that's a good shot." You know. Um, so that has lowered the barrier to entry for lots of people to come in, and Jim is handing me his 5D. <laughs> <laughs> so, for people to come in and uh, just throw their hat in the ring, they could go buy that 5D, you know, save up, you know, some money, go buy the 5D, a couple decent lenses, hang their shingle out, you know, start up a Pictage account and jump in. Should those people jump in, or should they wait until they have some skill, or is there is it fuzzy in there? Well, I think Jim's. You know, hit on. I would definitely agree with Jim in terms. Of, well, I'd hope I agree with you. Is that right? Well, Maybe a lot of times. A lot of times, a lot of times don't. <laughs> Usually okay. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a loaded question because I think that. Um, I'm good at those, by the way. I loaded think that. Questions. Yeah, I think that you are going to have a really tough time if you do not make the effort to master your craft. I mean, yes, it's true that you can put it on auto. You know, yes, it's true that the cameras have. Um, you know the images that you can capture are good, yeah. but they're not great. Yeah. I mean, I go back and look at my images that I shot at this wedding, you know, two weeks ago, and they're good. Mm -hmm. And but if I put them against the pros, in fact, I did. Um, you know, I sent him a disc, yeah. and it was absolutely clear. You the could pro, tell. you could tell. I mean, you could yeah. if you put someone in the room and did a lineup, you could tell these are, yeah. you know, these were the pros' images and these were my images. So. Yeah. Um, I think the skill is, is definitely there and definitely important. And um, the other thing is, is, like any startup, like any entrepreneurial business, it really also depends on your personal circumstances. So that's why it's, you know, it's a, it is an important question to answer. But it does come back to, you know, what's, what are the environments that you have around you as a professional photographer? What's your home life like? Yeah. You know, do you have a, a stable base upon which to leap into the entrepreneurial venture yep. being a photographer you know what's your partnership model like are you planning to go out and do this alone or are you planning to uh, you know partner with another photographer mm -hmm. where you're going to maybe have a studio space together or shared studio space yeah. so that's you know to me one of the really important things to focus on if you are a aspiring pro is to look at the environments that that will support you in your business yeah and 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 go through each one of them and make sure that you are getting them lined up and uh at the place mm -hmm. that enables you to take that you know to, to pursue that um with vigor but back to your question you know absolutely i think you need to be good at your craft um, it's going to show up yeah. if you're not. Yeah, and it's uh, just drawing, just sort of making it really general. Uh, back in the old days of photography, just getting, you could tell people that didn't know what they were doing by the fact that they had a bad exposure. 
you know, it was like it's either washed out or it's you know too dark or whatever, or oh, yeah. or none, or nothing at all. Blank <laughs> frames, all white frames, all dark frames. Uh, yeah. Was that is that the old days? I think, I think there were a few of my images <laughs> that were. You still do that. You can still do that, but it takes effort to do that. Yeah, right. put it on manual. If you yeah. put it on auto, chances are you're probably not going right. to get any of those. Right. That way, whereas back in the day, you uh, you were pretty assured of doing that yeah. if you didn't know what you were doing. Right. Um, okay, so competition. Next yeah. question. Um, there's lots of competition out there. You guys have people nipping at your heels all the time um, to try to take your business or lure your customers away into doing what they're doing on their side. You know, what? How do you guys react to that when you when you look out and you see X Y Z company jumping in and trying to do what you did already and put their spin on it? What's what's? How do you feel about that and how do you react to it? It's too easy you know it's sort of two easy answers one it's motivating mm-hmm. uh, but I think the I think the bigger answer is uh, you know you can kind of get sucked into a world where all you care about is your competition mm-hmm. and and in that world basically all you're doing is just sort of making sure you're one step ahead of your competition I don't want to be in that world mm-hmm. I want to be in a world where what I'm doing is listening to my customers hearing what they have to say setting this business up so that our customers are finding what they're looking for here and they're finding more than that they're finding somebody they can talk to when they got a problem they're finding somebody who's responsive when there's issues and they're finding somebody that they think is maybe even looking out in front of them a little bit and figuring out you know what's the future hold because I'm really busy right now you know managing today yeah I think if we do those things then what the competition does doesn't actually really matter all that much yeah yeah my dad used to tell me um, you know if you're you're in a race you want to be looking at the finish line not the guy next yeah <laughs> that's exactly you want to lose a race you want the best way to lose a race look around you know see where the guy is next to you because he's by the way the second you do he's going by you and yeah we yeah, saw a few guys in the last Olympics <laughs> yeah yeah, that's awesome. Now, Simon, on your side, mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective, huge responsibilities marketing this this company. Say that again. From a marketing perspective, huge. huge. Oh, huge responsibility. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> huge responsibility. <laughs> no, uh, no pressure. Yeah, no, no pressure. pressure. What what keeps you up at night as a, as the CMO? I think. Uh, Ensuring well, so you know, my role encompasses marketing and sales and product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what keeps me up at night is often: Am I giving my teams? You know, definitely one thing is: Am I giving my teams the agility and the resources and empowering them to be able to do the best job they can? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one thing that constantly keeps me up at night. And. And then I keep Jim up because, you know, if they're not, I go to him and say, I, you know, I need to do something here. There you go. Um, but also, I think that one of the challenges in transforming a business is that it's very, you know, we can be very ambitious. And um, we've got to balance constantly, you know, what we think we can do in terms of transformation of product transformation of, of, of uh, you know, for example, we just launched slideshows this this week. Right. Yeah. Um, where it's tight, all integrated with our service. You can upload, you know, you can basically select the photos, put them in a folder, boom, you've got a slideshow. It's embeddable anywhere. Social media mm-hmm. integrated back into e-commerce. Yeah. So yeah. very cool, very cool product. But um, 
we went to launch without enabling customers to be able to upload their own music. We have a whole catalogue library of royalty-free music. That was one of those choices where they're the sort of things that keep me up at night. You know, can we move fast enough to get new product out and to improve our current services and product offerings in a way where we're giving the customer what they want, but we're not, when you know, it's getting that balance right mm-hmm. because otherwise, because I don't want to sit around and wait for six months for something new. Right. You know, I want it to be three months um, and and so on. So they're the sort of things that, that that really keep me up. You know, I do I do look at the competition. I do look at you know features and and making sure that we're ahead of the curve. Right now, I think you know we're in a process where we're trying to get to a point in Q1 next year where we can really hit the ground running when it comes to our product, our platform, our services. We've got some really cool plans for next year mm-hmm. in terms of what we can do. Sure. But to, in order to do that, we've got to get through our major redesign work that we're doing on the platform mm-hmm. and so on because then we're going to be able to hit the ground running. So they're the, they're the things I'm kind of sweating on at the moment. So speaking of new products, and since Jim pulled out his Canon... Uh, 5D over there. Um, there's been this this sort of uh, popularity or increasing popularity of digital video and mm. high definition video and that sort of thing. Um, how are you guys embracing that? And how, what are your to the extent that you can disclose? What are your plans on supporting video from cameras as people start shooting at it weddings? Yeah, I think the uh, I, I've been looking at that a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there's some companies out there that have pretty decent you know, product offerings around essentially being able to, to display captured video online. Uh, in talking to our customers, because, you know, to me, that's the, that's the big feeder. Yeah. Um, the feedback that I keep getting is, you know, what's the delivery medium? How do I, you know, if I capture video, how do I sort of package that and deliver it to my client in a way that's consistent with everything else that I'm delivering. Sure. And it's a real challenge for them right now. Yeah. And I think for us, you know, there's this sort of combination of do we have the ability technically to, you know, launch sort of a store and, and uh, display environment around video? Yes. Um, is that you know like the number one thing on my on my product list? Not until I can figure out how to help my client solve that problem. What's what's the right way for us to? Uh, what's the right way for them to be able to package video with with what they deliver to their client? Um, so that so that they get the best bang for the buck out of that because. It's a huge commitment. Our, most all of our clients are primarily still photographers. Yeah. And shooting, as you know, if you shot with a Mark II at all, shooting video with a Mark II is not like a trivial thing. You have to, you, you literally change the way the camera, you utilize the camera by switching over to live view mode um, and then triggering video and then triggering video off and then going back into stills. Yeah. It's very hard to do that midstream in the middle of just shooting everything else. Yeah. And, and so how does, it, how does it fit in their workflow? How does, how does all that stuff fit together? There's no question it's coming. Uh, there's no question in my mind that there's something really interesting we can do there. I just can't tell you exactly what it is. I'm not being coy. I just honestly haven't 
tripped over that yet. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, on the a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Ron and Tazra Dawson, and I asked yeah. them a very similar question. Mm. Um, and I, in fact, I think I just said, you know, should photographers add a line item to their price list that says video, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Ron, Ron, Ron knows that well, doesn't he? He's, he does. he's absolutely the right guy to ask. He said, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> he said, uh, photography, you know, of course be passionate about what you want to do if that's what you want, the direction that you want to take your art in, of course do that. Right. But uh, I think the gist of what he was saying was to uh, outsource it and you know hire somebody that that's what they do you know they do video yeah. hire somebody to come and shoot your video edit it and then you can add that line item yeah I think that's I think that's the thing I, I think just because the camera can shoot video doesn't mean, mean you, should. <laughs> you should try to package that as a product right and I think the people who are knocking the ball out of the park on that are people who have figured that out mm -hmm. and who are like literally they have two completely separate workflows. Yeah. They have their still shooting workflow and their video workflow. They have still shooting people and video people. Uh, they have still shooting equipment and video equipment, even highly modified Mark IIs where you know you almost can't use the viewfinder anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and, and, but, but, but by the way, and this is why I know it's coming, you look at their work product, you look at the kind of stuff they can do, you look at the output of what you could do with video through an SLR with really super high quality glass, yeah. and it's pretty compelling. It's yeah. really, really cool stuff. So it's definitely something that's out there. It's something we're thinking about, but um, like I said, I don't, I don't really have an answer on it yet. Okay. All right. Uh, fast forward to the future. You know, we talked about the past a little bit, talked about the present. Future. You have a conference coming up. Partner conference. Yeah, we do. Woo! New Orleans. <laughs> NOLA, baby. The NOLA. Big, big easy. <laughs> What's it for the people that may not have been there and haven't heard about it? What's it about? What What is this thing? Yeah. Uh, what is? It's funny. I um, I'm I am incredibly uh, verbose on almost any subject, but I get to partner con, I get kind of tongue tied. <laughs> um, for us, for for I'm gonna let Simon actually take this answer, but I mean for us, it's an opportunity to actually get a chance to meet with and rub elbows with and get to know better, uh, you know, four or five hundred uh, pictage, uh, four or five hundred event photographers, the vast majority of, of whom are pictage photographers. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so much bigger than that. I mean, it's, a, it's an opportunity for them to commune, to recharge, to be inspired, I don't know. I don't know, what do you think it is? Yeah, I think, I mean, essentially it's, you know, it's one word, community. It mm -hmm. really is. It is so important, I think, for a community to have a place and a time with time mm -hmm. in to get together and to uh, learn, to share, and experience. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's all about. It's about... You know, it's about taking the community. The, the whole point of taking the community to New Orleans is because, or New Orleans, mm -hmm. is it's it's a fantastic city. It's an inspiring city. There's lots of texture there. There's lots of, you know, there's a history and a recent history which enables us to do some very cool things as well. So, it's about getting our community. Um, and of course, the cool thing about this PartnerCon is we are opening it up to non-pictage uh, members. Okay. This year, so uh, this is the first year. Yep. This is the first year for that, okay. and the reason for that is that 
you know, we feel that they can really make a contribution mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't be just sort of closing off the Pictage community to, to, uh, to that experience mm-hmm. and that conversation. Yeah. So the format of PartnerCon, you know, we've got 24 um, awesome speakers, you know, names that, 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 that most folks would recognize if you go to partnercon.pictage.com. But I think what we're trying to do with even the uh, the streams and and the the topics and the discussions is because Jim and I have a fresh pair of eyes and we sort of bring that to the community team, Scott and Emily as well. We've been able to go through and and engage with each of these speakers and really drill into you know what is the message you're trying to communicate here, yeah. and make sure that the message is not you know skewed to a particular product that they may promote. Yeah. But make sure that the message is really going to be helpful to the community. Mm-hmm. So that's our hope and goal and intention. And, you know, it's looking great so far. We've got some fantastic content, and I think it's going to be really fun. And most of all, that's the other thing. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's an opportunity for people to, you know, the season's kind of at, at its tail end. Yeah. Uh, it's an opportunity for folks to get together. And spend time, celebrate mar- the successes. Yeah, yeah. Learn, yeah, learn from your failures. I think you there'll know? be some marinating. Yeah, um, at least I hope so. <laughs> I plan on doing some marinating. Well, yeah, I'm getting ready now. Um, so, yeah, it always it always struck me as having a closed conference like that um, seems like it's kind of like Macworld only, like the people that run Macworld only allowing people that own Macs to come. Right, you know, that's so, yeah, that's right. that's exactly right. And, you know, and great really, analogy, really great, great analogy. To have people that don't own Macs to come right. and see yeah. how great Macs are, you yeah. know, right? Because the because the extra seasoning that brings to the conversation, um, you know, whether it's somebody who's you know brand new and is just sort of starting to think about it, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody who's out there, you know, shooting, doing it, but they're maybe doing it a totally different way. Yeah. Uh, there's a validity and a breadth to that that you just don't get if you close it off. Yeah. So what's the what's the the attendance fee for PartnerCon? It's uh, two hundred dollars for members and two hundred and fifty for non-members. Okay. So we are making a distinction in the in the pricing slightly sure. for membership. Yep. Yeah. And um, I'm going to twist your arm and get a couple of free ones for the this week in photography audience oh i don't know man i you know (laughs) i'm not sure right you know come on you guys are making some money here go ahead twist away (laughs) when's this when's this gonna when's this gonna air is it's gonna air before it's harder so so we can't say now yeah it's funny funny that people people you know you can't actually see this but but uh, frederick is actually twisting my arm right now (laughs) with my eyes i'm I'm in i'm in pain Uh no no you hey listen uh let's do something fun for people let's 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 figure something out and uh and let's let's make this uh kind of a fun way for people to sort of you know jump in uh look the great news is we've got you know we we are cutting it off at 500 uh, attendees oh, and okay. we're already north of 300 okay. committed yep. you know 2 months out which is fantastic so wow. get those two in pretty quickly <laughs> yeah or, or, or ever you know however many i mean look i think the thing is um, it's a it's a great value just all by itself yeah the the speaker slate is phenomenal um, the number of shooting workshops that we're doing uh, in association with the event on Thursday morning. Thursday morning is all shooters workshops. Right now we have 13 different 
shooters workshops that people can choose to go out and shoot with people like Mike Cologne, oh, wow. Joe Busink. I mean, some serious folks. Wow, heavy hitters. Yeah. And uh, and and Jules Bianchi. I mean, just some incredible, incredibly visionary, incredible photographers. Mm-hmm. Will Jacks. Um, in New Orleans with the city as a backdrop Um, and some of these shooters workshops are geared around Katrina families in one of the shooters workshops they're actually taking a bride and groom who lost all of their wedding pictures to Katrina Mm -hmm. and they're letting the bride and groom redo their wedding and the shooters workshop is going to shoot their wedding. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And you know that's kind of fun for both sides, right? Because I don't know about you, but like when I look at I don't know. All of my, I hope that all of my groomsmen aren't listening. But when I look at all my groomsmen, it's like, yeah, I'm not sure I would have that guy again. You know, <laughs> right? So like, even you for the bride and groom, yeah, you could do a redo, right? And then uh, over a yeah, <laughs> hopefully not maybe with the bride, but um, but like with the rest of the folks, you know. I mean, so there's fun from that side, but but also because this is really giving to those people. Uh, and the and the work that those folks will get is so amazing. That's it's, it's just really really fun. And then of course, at the the afternoon of the Thursday afternoon, we're actually coordinating with United Way and the Catholic Archdiocese in New Orleans, uh, who who've done a phenomenal job of keeping track of the the Katrina families and people who are displaced who are still there, still displaced all these years later. Uh, we're going to do a, a an event. Uh, where we're bringing all these families in and we're going to do family uh, pictures okay. uh, for them. And, uh, and basically anybody who comes to PartnerCon is invited to come and, and be a part of that. And, you know, i got to tell you, I think if you, if you have an opportunity to go and spend three days someplace and you can be challenged, you can be challenged spiritually, you can be challenged technically, you can be stretched a little bit, you can laugh, you can eat some great food, mm-hmm. you know, you can do all that kind of stuff, and then you can go home and write it off because you're a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. I think you ought to jump at that. It's so. yeah. <laughs> Pictage.com is probably the place where people can go to find out more, generally speaking. Uh, are there any other entities where people can go to find out more about the company and you guys? Yeah, I think... Pictage.com is probably the best place to go on the web to get a whole bunch of general information. Mm-hmm. Frankly, though, I really strongly recommend if somebody's interested in finding out more about Pictage, if you're a professional photographer and you think you've heard things here or you've heard things elsewhere that you where you're kind of thinking that this might be a good uh, choice for you, we really encourage you to call us. Um, if you call in and talk to us, you're not it's not like some like sales group that's just going to answer the phone. Anybody who works in sales here is a professional photographer. Uh, most of the people who work in CE in our customer experience group are professional photographers. You're going to talk to people who will immediately understand you. They speak your language. Uh, they want to hear from you. And and the conversation we're not it's, this is not a hard sell enterprise. They're going to you know basically hear what you have to say. They're going to hear what your challenges are, and they're going to tell you whether or not they think your good fit and uh, so call us the number is easy it's just 877-742-1960 so if you if someone calls that number uh, they'll get a knowledgeable photographer but it's not let's be clear they're not gonna do a hard sell if you say well you know what i'm a guy and i just gotta get a point and shoot and i'm thinking of becoming a wedding (laughs) photographer uh can you sign me up what would you guys say to that yeah probably not yeah, yeah. 
So you would yeah. You... So with the sales team, we we have a you know a filtering and qualification process. Typically, uh, for someone, uh, one of those filters is that um, we ask for and, and check that they have a uh, that they have a, a website or a blog mm-hmm. that you know particularly for our pro level accounts mm-hmm. um, in order to put them into that program yep. because we really don't want them to go into something that just is not well suited for where they are. We do have our light program where we do um, you know, encourage people to go into because it's not as high a cost. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course we also have promotions which enables, um, because no matter what we say about our services, nothing is better than actually um, trying it sure. and seeing what yep. it is. So we do have That's a program. That's the culture today. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know, for a very low cost of entry with light, you know, you can sign up right now for a dollar in the first month, and then it's ninety-eight dollars um, paid in the second month, but for the rest of the year. Okay. And for the pro program, we have a pro. We've got a, a promotion right on right now to enable folks to sign up during the holidays, nine dollars per month for the next three months, oh. which is very attractive. So you can get in there. It gives you a good chance. You can get a, you can get your uh, your free album design. Um, you can get your free album during that period of time, and so oh, on. So you can really start to use our services and then it goes to $49 a month for the for the next nine months yeah, to, to sort of take out your first year three, after the initial three, three exactly so so there's other ways of, of, of getting it in, in social media as well we've got the blog so blog.pictage.com which has got some great um, a great uh, information up there and, and sort of gives you a thread of the sort of things we're thinking about and what, what we think is important yep. and then at Pictage blog is our, our Twitter account which uh, which you can follow, and then of course Jim and I both have sort of active Twitter accounts: Pictage Jim and Pictage Simon. Nice. And uh, you know we try and we try and make sure that we're you know we're not only just getting word out about products or about things that are you know purely um, Pictage centric, but also about what are the things we're thinking about at this point in time. You know, so using those sort of mediums, so you really get a good feel for not only what we're doing. Um, but also the culture of the company, I think, if you go to those places. That's very good. So people that follow you guys on Twitter, what, what's your mindset around responding to people that, that message you, like direct messages or referring to you in tweets? Do you respond or are you more of a, um, we'll just let it pass by? In the I respond line? to everybody. Really? Yeah. Uh, nearly instantly. Yeah, I mean, uh, about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, almost. <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say, anything yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess it's, it's a little too broad, but um, it's, I, I, you know, honest to goodness, uh, absolutely love uh, the world that we serve. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I had somebody the other day DM me to ask me if I would, you know, do them a favor and read through the About Me section on their website. Because um, I'm kind of an about me freak, yeah. And so, you know, I I responded to her and said, "You bet, no problem." Yeah. And she responded right back to me. And she was like, "Really? You know, seriously?" And then I, you know, I said, "You just have to be ready that, like, I may come back and tell you it's not very good." And she's yeah. like, "Well, I don't think it's very good. That's why I want you to read it." So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you'll always get a response, almost cool. literally, almost immediately. Well, guys, uh, Jim, Simon, thanks for taking the time to. Uh, chat with the me and the This Week in Photography audience. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward, honestly, because I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a partner con. Awesome. Well, um, we'll I'm, marinate together. Uh, definitely <laughs> going to be some marination going on. Not excess, because I, you know, truth be told, last time I was in New Orleans, um, I marinated a bit too much. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine that. I'm not going to let that happen. Were there beads involved? <laughs> there were no beads involved. Oh, okay, good. But th- there was a there was a curb and a drain. That <laughs> 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 that's all I'm going to say. Enough said. <laughs> and I was thankful that the drain was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I think the, the This Week in Photography audience will get a lot out of this. And um, good luck in everything going forward. Thank you. We're, we're so, uh, you know, I told you this off mic, but I'll tell you this on mic. You may edit it out, you may not, but we're just really thrilled that you were willing to come down here today and spend some time with us. It's an honor for us to, to get a chance to do stuff like this. So thanks very much. You're yeah, welcome. absolutely. You're welcome.